that I purposely put on me is going to cause havoc to our sound. So maybe just like point it at my feet or that separate from me is fine. <laughs> I have my T.D. Jakes rag just in case. Um, it is a, a, pliv- a privilege to be with you. I want to say good morning to everyone online. Thank you for joining us. It's, it's crazy that it's been over a year having people here in this space. It's been emotional and hope you all have had a great time. Hopefully you all online have been having a great time as well. Sorry, we're working on the sound to get that volume up. And we just want you to know if you are online, um, although we have multiple ways for you to connect, including Facebook and YouTube, the best way to join us online is our online platform, which you can find at onelifeseattle.org forward slash live. There you're going to find a bunch of other things like a live chat, our Bible and prayer app, our notes section, which we'll be using today for those of you online. And it's just the best way to interact. And today we're going to do a lot of interacting. Um, We have people monitoring that platform so you can engage in the conversation we're having here in this place as well. Um, So I just want to say thank you for your patience, everyone, as well, both patience on getting to this place but also patience with our technology and various things as my phone just shut down and all my stuff went away again. Um, We appreciate you recognizing all that goes into making this happen with new soundboards and new protocols and new ways to take communion. I didn't see anybody drop communion juice on them today. Good job. Um, Those of you at home, enjoy your coffee. Uh, Yeah, it is, um, I'm not going to lie. It's emotional to be with you all, and I've been longing for this uh, for some time. And as I think about this space, I'm recognizing that um, this last year with COVID and this pandemic has felt like quite a journey, Um, maybe even a wilderness experience, maybe just one of those things that we kind of read about in Scripture where there's just this long journey where it's just a struggle. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. We're taking a break from Galatians, and we just thought as a staff, as we open up and start this process of seeing each other again, that we we discuss a little bit about what's been going on, both for us as a church, in our community, um, globally as well, and, and, and how these themes of journey and wilderness come into play in our own story. And so before we get going, though, I want us to pray, and uh, hopefully you can join me as we do. Father, Son, Spirit, um, you are here in this place. You are here in every one of our homes that we're watching this right now, Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that conquered the grave is with us, as close as our very breath, wherever we are, and we just thank you. And we thank you that that's the case in the midst of the journeys that we're on, in the ups and the downs and the struggles and all the, the amazing celebrations, everything. And... So, Holy Spirit, we ask that you'd meet with us as we have some conversation, as we dialogue today. um, Help us to see our story with you present there and help shape us as we move into a new stage of life, as things start opening up. Help us to see what you might be having for us, both as a church and as individuals. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
I want to say if you are online, um, there is a note section, and in that note section has a number of things we're going to be talking about, questions and whatnot, so definitely want to go there. And um, as I ask questions today, as I am going to be asking them of people present here, um, I'm asking it of you online as well, and Greg will be monitoring that, and so if you share something, we'll try to get to your stuff as well. So I want to make sure you are aware of that. As we begin, I want us to take a moment just to think about various journeys and wilderness experiences both in our lives and in the Bible that you can think of. Just take a moment to think of some of those stories both in Scripture and in your life. And as you do, I want you just to take a moment to consider what you would say if someone asked you, what is the point? What is the point of a wilderness experience? What is the point of you going through those, and what are the points of the ones we see in Scripture? So as you think about them, take a moment, but if you have something, raise your hand, or if you have something, you can share it on the online platform. Just quick thought. Someone asks you, what's the point? Why do I have to go through these? What is God doing? What would you say? Gains courage and strength, okay? Others? Yeah, Lauren. Learn to trust God, okay? Yeah. Uh, learn to realize how much we need God. Great. What? Growth. Growth, just to help us grow, okay? Awesome. Anyone else? The point of a wilderness experience. Now, it, it's pretty safe to say in many ways we feel like what we've been going through for the last year is something of a wilderness experience. And when you think about it, a wilderness experience is typically thought of as a tough time in which a believer endures discomfort and trials. The pleasant things of life are unable to be enjoyed or they may be absent altogether. And one feels a lack of encouragement as well. A wilderness experience is often a time of intensified temptation, sometimes spiritual attack, and it can also involve a spiritual, financial, or emotional drought. And as we think about some of those themes, it starts to feel even more like this last year. The scriptures, especially in the Old Testament, depict often the experience of God's presence or blessing with imagery of water, streams, of living water, oasises and rivers, and we see this kind of imagery throughout. But equally, we see scripture often describe times of distress, doubt, and isolation from God with images of the desert or the wilderness. And today, being so hot, it feels a little bit like we're in the desert, right? But it's here in the wilderness that we see there's a lack of water. It's scarce where travelers walk alone in the heat and the cold without shade or protection. And scripturally, especially, it's also where the wild animals live, right? You you don't want to come and be in the cold at night and be susceptible to these animals. And when we are going through a spiritual wilderness, God sometimes feels far away, distant, absent, unresponsive. Our faith can feel doubtful and uncertain, and we may feel alone or vulnerable or lost or unprotected, and there can be experiences of fear of hopelessness and the unknown. And if you reflect back even just this last year, there was times where so much was unknown. 
Now, it's important to note that although there are times that these experiences happen because of some kind of sin that's going on or, or there's, there's a test that needs to happen, it's not always the case, right? Jesus went through his own wilderness experience as well and had nothing to do with sin in his life whatsoever. And so we oftentimes see these journeys in Scripture happen either before or right after something amazing has happened. So, for example, our church had this experience. We celebrated many years of ministry. We launched a church called The Bridge. We launched a dinner church. We were growing. We had online presence, all these kinds of things. And then something amazingly difficult happens. Sometimes that's what happens. Sometimes it's the opposite. We go through something really difficult, and it's out of that really difficult things where God starts doing amazing things. Take the people of Israel, for example. In leaving Egypt, they experienced a miraculous deliverance through the Red Sea. The triumph of finally being free from slavery was their kind of mountaintop experience, if you will. Yet what followed was a journey through the desert. They were tried in an actual wilderness in their world, and they failed the test. And as a result, their wilderness experience stretched on for 40 years 40 years. Can you imagine? Some others who could, could be said to have had wilderness experiences in Scripture include the prophet Elijah, Abraham, Jacob, Moses, David, Job for sure, and even the Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 1, you see conversation about the journey he went on. And as was already mentioned, Jesus also had his own wilderness experience. After Jesus' baptism, this amazing experience, the Holy Spirit sent him out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by Satan. So he had this amazing experience. And then immediately after that amazing experience, had this really challenging time. Many of us think of these experiences as something that only comes once in a while. And we kind of hope that that's the case, right? We don't want more pandemic-type things. And so we think of these experiences always kind of being these huge, kind of life-changing ones. And so something like a global pandemic, again, feels like one of these examples. But I would argue that actually these wilderness experiences, these journeys, come in all shapes and sizes. They can come in the midst of some of the most amazingly powerful experiences as well as times of great struggle. And they can last for various times as well. Some can be short, maybe a couple weeks or a month or a year or two, and oftentimes can last much longer. In other words, there's no system, there's no clear pattern to these experiences except that we all go through them. And especially with something like this pandemic, we're collaboratively going through this experience together. I would argue that the main goals of these journeys and of these wilderness experiences really about three things. And I want us to take some time to consider and discuss all three today. The three main reasons for these experiences are to deepen our relationship with God, for transformation, and for preparation for ministry. And I want you to hold on to those. 
Because I think despite the situation, the circumstance, the length, the time, all those kinds of things, they can vary all over the place. But at the core, what is happening in the midst of these is a deepening of our relationship with God, transformation, and preparation for ministry. So no matter the details of those journeys, that's it. And one of the primary goals is always to grow in deepening our relationship with God. And some of us mentioned something of that. Be it in the area of trust, maybe it's the area of hope or reliance on the Holy Spirit, you name it. The reason is always about relationship. And so for some, it may be a call back into relationship to someone who's fallen astray or gotten lost, or maybe someone who's never had a connection with God before. It's an experience that will bring them to that. For others, it might be an invitation into better knowing God's voice and being able to move forward in whatever you're being called to. It could be about prayer. It could be how we engage the scriptures. Whatever it is at the end of the day, at the core of it, it's about our relationship. And what's interesting is that the Hebrew word for wilderness, midbar, and, and there's no um, coincidence that the root of midbar has its meaning of the word speak, speech, mouth, or word. And so at the core of these experiences, no matter the context, one thing we can always count on is that God speaks to us in the midst of these wilderness experiences, in these journeys, God is speaking to us and God wants to go deeper into a relationship with us. And so that leads me to my first question. How has God been speaking to you over this last year in the midst of this pandemic? And if you need to take a moment to think about that, that's fine. But just in a sentence or two, what are some ways God has been speaking to you in the midst of this pandemic? Because I think it's important for us to hear that that's what God's been doing in the midst of this, even when we're not sure what's going on. How has God been communicating to us? So on the online platform or in this space, I'd love to hear a thought, sentence or two, something you've experienced God communicating to you about. Understanding of your grief. Okay, amazing. Yes. Renee. Patience. Yeah. Anybody else feel like they heard an echoing of please be patient from God in the midst of this? That's something I heard a lot. Others? God speaking to you in the midst of this pandemic. Yeah. Death is part of life. Okay. Yeah. Crystal. I can do the impossible. Hmm. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he made me realize that not focusing on my grandson and need to focus on God. Okay. Help me focus not so much on my grandson, but focus on God first. Yeah. And then uh, slowing down and paying attention and gratitude. Slowing down, paying attention, and gratitude. Okay, got it. So not focusing so much on my son allowed, um, and focusing more on God allowed him, her to better focus on her son. It gave her a better understanding of how to care for people. Yeah? By in community, but there's many ways that that 
Okay, yeah. We need community desperately, but there's different ways to experience it. We all learn different ways to experience community during this time. That's good. Others? Yeah. Ah, I love you and I'm with you. That is a good word. One that I heard a lot was you're not alone. And I needed to hear that a lot. Now, the second reason for these seasons, these journeys and experiences, is that of, it's, it's this idea of transformation. So God not only speaks to us in these spaces, God is also at work on transforming us with the hopes of making us more Christ-like. And this can look like so many things. But one example that comes to mind is that we've talked for years and years about the church not being a building. That it's a people. That's the people of God. And this pandemic has challenged us to prove it. And I believe as a church, we have in many ways. We didn't shut down. We didn't fold We didn't stop existing or cease to do ministry. Instead, we got creative. We moved online. Thank you for being with us, people online, right? We created neighborhood care groups to support one another. We didn't stop our dinner church. We actually doubled down and have been doing it twice a week for this year, serving our community, those who are in need of food. And community. We, we didn't shut down our tutoring program. Instead, they, they shifted to ways to, to serve these kids online. We had to change everything from kids' life to youth to prayer to how we mourn the loss of loved ones and family. You name it. This pandemic has been a transformative space. In other words, Not being able to be in our building didn't stop us from being the church. Amen? That's not to say it's not good to be with you all. It's so good to be with you. There's something about being present with people that is good. But with that, as we thought about some of the ways God has communicated and spoke to us in the midst of this pandemic, my second question is, what are some of the ways Um, you have been transformed or you've been experiencing some transformation during this pandemic. What are some things about you that have been changing or have changed as a result of going through this time? Again, I'd love to hear briefly from anyone in here or anyone online, what are some ways you felt transformation in you and you've experienced during this pandemic? Okay, so even a greater connection with neighbors. Amazing. A pandemic is what caused us to have more relationship with our neighbors. Good. Yeah, Lynn. Okay. Finding out you can have meaningful connections with people through Zoom. Amen. Yeah. Uh, I realized I was taking God for granted. Mm-hmm. I realized I was taking God for granted. Mm-hmm. Others. Yeah. Shift in priorities. Yeah. 
Others? Yeah, Claire. Oh, yeah. How many of us learned we could work from home in ways that we didn't realize? Yeah. Yeah. I realized how much I needed God. It's amazing when a lot of things get removed from our day-to-day, the things that we rely on, the things that we take for granted, and we realize when those are all stripped away, the prioritizing that needs to be readjusted. So that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. So part of it was a transformation in having closer relationships with family and friends. Before we move on to the final section, um, I think it's important to note that these journeys and experiences, um, they're not always kind of happy clappy. Like, everything's great, right? This pandemic has not been always full of joy. Um, And these experiences can often come with heartache and pain um, and loss and doubt and struggle and depression and anger and confusion. And some of these things can really mark us Right? That we, can, we come out of something like a pandemic and we are marked because we've gone through things. And so man, think about it, like how many times were we crying out for God to make this pandemic go away? How many of us lost a loved one or know someone who did? How many of us went through significant health problems? How many of us lost jobs or, or were worried about how they would be able to f- pay for food or the rent? How many of us with kids were worried about their education? How many of us worked as essential workers in pretty significant fear at times? You see, in the midst of all these things and more, God speaks to us and is faithfully present with us and is transforming us as we continue day by day. And this really is what the journey of discipleship looks like, of growing in our walk with God and becoming more Christ-like in the way we live our life as we are transformed in the midst of these journeys. And so part of our relational growth and transformation comes from the really hard stuff. So before we move to the final kind of purpose, if you will, I'd love to have a few people share, if you're willing, in just a sentence or two or maybe some words, some of the struggles that um, this last year brought you. Because it's important that we name those and recognize that they're part of the transformation for us. Um, so if anyone would be willing, in a, in a sentence or two or short words, share a couple things that you've, been, you've found struggle in during this last year, um, that would be great. Working with homeschooling kids, definitely a struggle. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Claire. Isolation from physical community. And not being able to travel to see family. Which we say hi to Maddie. You're online. Thanks for joining us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Losing a relationship with my daughter and grandson. 
Sudden loss of a loved one, yeah. Okay, so lots of conflict in the midst of the season with social justice and how we deal with this pandemic and differences and put strain on family relationships. Just out of curiosity, just show of hands, how many of us know someone personally that we lost or uh, a friend or someone that lost someone during this pandemic? Raise your hand if you know. So pretty much everyone in this room lost someone or knows someone that lost someone. Depression and, and weight gain, yeah. The COVID-19 is real, yes. I know I, I've said it, um, and many of you know that was something that I experienced, the sudden loss of my father, and uh, it was uh, out of nowhere. But we also think of Pam, who, who we've lost recently, and we're still working on trying to find a, a way to, to honor her and her presence in our life. Um, And so what I'd like to do is just take us a moment just to be quiet and just think about the struggles, the hard parts of this experience, and just kind of hold that. Um, So let's just take a moment in silence. Take a couple deep breaths and just own these things and feel these things, and then we'll move on. Amen. Now, one of the important things about these transformative experiences, along with God talking to us and taking us into a deeper relationship, is that as we come out of these times, as we're starting to experience, the hope is that we don't forget those things, right? We don't forget those hard things and those things that have shaped us and transformed us. And this uh, leads us to the final kind of purpose, if you will, of these seasons of life and this and, and this is this idea of preparation, preparation for ministry. And if we think about Jesus and his wilderness experience, uh, that's what it was. It was preparation for ministry. We know because of the scripture that Jesus at this time was full of the Holy Spirit. He had just been baptized, and it says that the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness, right? God leads us into these spaces. And it was in this wilderness where Jesus relied on the faithful presence of God to provide, to protect, to lead and guide. And Jesus prayed and engaged the scriptures and when found to be tempted, was able to stand firm. And it shaped him. It prepared him for what was to come. Now imagine if after all that, Jesus forgot what he went through. The dialogue he had with God and with Satan, the temptations, the way he was able to turn from them, the exhaustion, the hunger, the experience of isolation, doubt, lessons of hope and trust, reliance on the Spirit, you name it. What if he just forgot all of that? You see, these experiences are designed to deepen our relationship with God and to transform us 
but they're also designed to prepare us for ministry, for our what's next. They are not accidents. So, for example, we have learned a lot about church over this year, and um, now that things are slowly opening up, we can't just go back to doing things the way they used to be. For example, the church's vision, following Jesus, loving people, and serving the city. I wonder how God might be preparing us all for new ways of living this out. Because the vision never changed in the midst of the pandemic when we were online and doing all these different things. And now as things start opening up, how might God be preparing us to do this in new ways? One example comes to mind is, you may recall, those of you who are with us pre-pandemic, that we actually had an online experience. Granted, not great, uh, but it was there. Um, And it's transformed drastically over this last year. And we are so thankful for the way that thing that was happening over a year ago prepared us in many ways. We are ahead of the game in many ways for this season that we're in. Imagine if we just decided, ah, no more online. It would be horrible. We've been reaching more people online than we ever have. We have people from other countries connected to us on a regular basis. Our reach has extended outward in ways we never thought possible. I believe God has been preparing us for this, and it's so cool to think that we can have people engaging in conversations that we're having right now online from other countries. This came about from God communicating to us and us following God's lead, God transforming us and preparing us. And I believe that's what God is doing right now. And I think it's important that as we reflect on how God's been communicating to us and how God's been transforming us, even in the really difficult things, that we also start thinking about and dreaming about how God might be preparing us for something new. And so I would like to take a little bit of time. Maybe you want to take a deep breath. Maybe you want to think about this a little bit. But I would love to hear if there's any ways that you think God might be preparing you for ministry in ways that maybe never happened before or new ways, or maybe you've just been on a break because of the season and and you're feeling this renewed sense of desire to serve. Um, So I'd love to hear some examples how you might be called to enter into ministry in a different way. And to be clear, I'm not talking about you all need to become full-time pastors or anything like that. I'm talking just about different ways to think about who you are, your story, your gifts, your abilities, your strengths, your weaknesses, the things that have shaped you in this time. How could those be a way to care for and serve others? That's the idea. So with that, anyone have something to share online as well? Okay, 
So maybe that's something God's been preparing us for. How do, we, how do we have dialogue like this? How do we learn in a way that's less just us talking the whole time and us engaging? And, and man, now we're not only able to do that with people that are in these seats, but we're able to do it online with everyone here. So there's something that maybe God is preparing us for some, some rethinking about how we do church and how we do ministry. Good. Others? Okay. So over the season of this pandemic, they got different connections with family, or neighbors, I mean, and, and now out of that, they're having dialogue about their relationship with Christ, and now things are opening up. There's, it's building more conversations to share Christ with their neighbors. Awesome. Yeah. Can you say a little louder? Yeah, awesome. Listening well. That's really good. Anybody find listening on, on uh, Zoom, you, you uh, like, would interrupt people, you think they're done, and you kind of learn, and you learn to kind of pause and let people speak a little bit. Imagine what we could do with this as we move into opening up into relationship. Yeah. Okay. So deeper compassion and care and concern for the people he interacts and he or she interacts with um, in their online business. Yeah. Yeah, so having these breaks from things gives us an opportunity to kind of reset and, and rethink and um, prioritize things and how that might be inviting us into some new ways of thinking about how we use our time. That's good. Yeah. So maybe a little less focus on some, some of the logistics all the time. It's not that you give that up, but there's just a higher attention to the relational component of people in our workplace. Yeah. Yeah. We just, that's really good. Yep. So even as we recognize, thank you, Angie, we've all gone through stuff. And we know everybody else has been going through these things as well. And it invites a different kind of dialogue because we've all been journeying through this crazy experience together. And it allows for a different type of entrance into relational care. Awesome. Any other last thoughts? I really appreciate you sharing. I know today was different, a lot, le- a lot less kind of teaching, more dialogue, more reflection, but we do need to end, and it's not cold in here, so <laughs> I want to make sure we move on. Um, but I just want to say something before we move on, and that is that uh, it has been an honor to be on this journey with you all, with you online, with you here, 
even though I haven't seen you in so long. Um, all the ups and downs. To do this life together as the body of Christ that is One Life Community Church is something I count as a great privilege. And when I think of some of the things I've gone through this year, I know um, I would not have been able to navigate it well without your care for me. And I hope that you've experienced some of that same experience in return from others, that, that this body has created care for you. Eugene Peterson, in his book, Along Obedience in the Same Direction, talks about the Psalms of Ascent and how these gatherings of believers would travel these long journeys up to Jerusalem in order to go to worship God. And these journeys were not easy. And they would travel and literally ascend the mountain. And in the process, they would support one another and carry one another and learn from one another and and share life with one another. And one of the ways the journey was made possible was them joining together as a body, singing songs of discipleship, repentance, providence, service, songs asking for help and for security, for work, joy, humility, obedience, community, and blessing. And the literal Psalms of Ascent speak to these themes, and they would sing these as they were going through this journey. They would join in song together as a prayer and as worship, and Peterson would say that this is really the life of the believer. This is the life of the church together It's a long obedience in the same direction. And what he's getting at is that although this pandemic may be closer to its end than its beginning, the journey is not over. We're still journeying. And even if COVID is soon to be over, something else will come, right? It always does. But what we recognize is the faithfulness of God, God's faithful presence with us in the midst of all of it. And so what we're invited to do by Eugene Peterson, by God as a community of faith, whether it be online or here in person, is that we join together to spur one another on, to press into whatever the what's next is, and ask God to continue to work it out for his glory. We ask God to do it again. Amen? I don't know what all that means. I don't know how long our protocols will even look like this, right? Um, What I do know, and what I've got to hear testified by you all, is that in the midst of all this, God has been faithful. And we're here. We're starting to experience each other again in new ways. And my hope is that we continue to move forward in whatever that is, having heard from God, having been transformed by, by God, and having been prepared by God for whatever that what's next is. Amen? Amen. I'm going to invite Brian um, and the worship team to come back. They're going to play instrumentally just for a bit to give us some space to reflect a little bit more on what we've heard. Um, And then they're going to lead us in one last song of response. Um, I want to say the best way to um, engage with us and share your thoughts is by taking those connection card questions and sharing them with us. Um, Now, I know not everybody here has got a connection card, so maybe think about them. You could share them later. Those of you who are online, you can use the online 
platform. Um, but even just reflecting on them would be great. And they're just a, a reiteration of the questions we talked about. So feel free to share more if you would like or use this as dialogue later with your friends and your family. Question number one, how has God been speaking to you over the last year in the midst of the pandemic? Number two, what are some of the transformations you've gone through and experienced during the pandemic? Number three, what are some of the struggles this last year has brought you? And finally, how or what might God be preparing you for as we come out of this pandemic experience? So the band's going to take a few minutes to share just instrumentally so we can think. Feel free to use this space to pray, to confess, to own, to give thanks, to receive, to be filled, to dream, whatever you feel called for. If you would like prayer and you're present here, the prayer team will be up here. If you'd like prayer and you're online, we'd love for you to use the prayer chat. It is now live and our prayer team will connect with you in the order in which they were received. Um, But I'm going to close us with a time of prayer and then we'll kind of have some time to reflect And then what I want to invite us to do is sing this one last song again, kind of like Eugene Peterson would say, to invite us all together to kind of do it as a prayer, as a sending, as a benediction, as a response to the goodness and faithfulness of God. Let's pray. Father, Son, Spirit, as we think about all the stories in Scripture of these journeys, and we think of things like 40 years We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you have continued to work, continued to do miracles. You give us a miracle every breath we breathe, a miracle of grace. And you have continued to give us that miracle in the midst of this pandemic, wherever we are engaging right now around the world and in here. You're with us. And so, God, we just thank you for the way you've communicated to us. Even when it's been hard, we thank you that you communicate to us. We thank you for the way you've been transforming each and every one of us, even though there's been struggle and hurt and pain and health problems and questions. And yet there's been parts that have been full of joy and full of celebration in the midst. We thank you that you've been transforming us. And we thank you that with that transformation, God, you are preparing us for what's next. And we don't know what that is, God, but we ask you, Holy Spirit, to continue to be with us, to lead us, to guide us, to take those things that have shaped us and formed us, the things we've learned from you as you've spoken to us, and take it into those what's next. You would be preparing us, God, to be the church you call us to be as we exit out of this pandemic and move into the future. God, in all these things, we ask that you would be glorified. We ask that you continue to do your work, not our work. You do your work in and through us for your glory. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.